Happy another Friday, everybody. Yes, another weekend closer to lockdown. I have to say, I have thoroughly enjoyed every guest that has been on my podcast. It has been an absolute honour to speak to the most creative people. And this morning was no exception. I spoke to the award-winning, multi-talented Jackie Terrell. She is not only a fantastic interior designer, she is also a jazz singer. And we speak about the Dalai Lama and her dog Snoop and a few other little things thrown in. If you're out walking, if you're in your car or just sitting back, I really hope you enjoy this podcast. Good morning, Jackie. Hi, Vivian. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Did you get your coffee? Oh, coffee beside me. Can't survive without it, Vivian. <laughs> Nothing happens without coffee. That's it's the rule. third or fourth <laughs> coffee now, is it? Are you up right now? Do you know, I am upright and early, in fairness. This is my second one, but I kind of have a rule. I'm only allowed to have two. Otherwise, I'm like an energy bunny and it all falls apart. Two a day? Oh, Jesus. I'd two be a day. about three or four now a day to keep no. me going. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I used to, and I got to the stage, it was five, and then I was wondering why I was rattling. So I thought, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think it's the coffee, Jackie. <laughs> Oh now, I'm going to take the one around lunch, depends on what I'm doing, but I try, uh, get them in yeah. in the morning, get them in early and then walk away. Yeah, you need to really, don't you? How yeah, you keep them? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, really glad we're back to work. Um, yeah, it's like a tsunami wall, really. It, everything's been on hold for so long that it's... Um, I know. Have you yeah. not been working at all, Jackie? No, no. And uh, no, I played by the rules, Vivian, Um just to protect myself, my family and clients. And I just thought it's the only way that we're going to get through it if we do. So I literally hunkered down and um, didn't call out to anybody. Yeah. You know what? You have to be safe because I think in the long yeah. run, it all, it'll all work out in the end. So yeah. Jackie, the reason I have you on, obviously, is I know you a very long time. I haven't seen you in up and down, I haven't seen you in so long. And yeah. I think I remember back in the day when we were out, you know, socializing, you know, that <laughs> word socializing. <Yeah. laughs> you long time ago, only, babe. <laughs> oh, it is a long time ago. But um, I think you were only starting to study interior design. Am I right in saying that? I'd say that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was probably one of the first things I ever really studied Um in school, I was always arty and I don't think anyone really knew what to do with me. And it was sort of maybe <laughs> kind of graphic design and where will we yeah. put this one, you know. And I yeah. always kind of thought it would be graphic design because I had this romantic idea about like designing album covers for really famous bands, you know. Oh, wow. Um, wasn't aiming too high or anything, but I sort of had that notion in school that it would be something sort of to do with music and maybe art. And yeah. then... Um, I didn't really know where to go with that or how to do that. And there was a course in Kildare and they were doing interior design and they were doing woodwork as part of it. And I thought, brilliant, because I've got quite a technical mind. So I thought, fantastic. Oh, fantastic. I'll be able to draw and do arty stuff and make things and learn carpentry and make things out of wood as well. So this was a joy. Um, and that was for, I think, two years full time. And then and after that, years ago is that, Jackie? That's oh that's God. a long time, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one. Oh my God, I feel old oh, now. Great. No, it was after school. It was a case of what do I do with myself? Don't sit still, do something. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. that course came up and I thought, well, grab that. At least you'll know whether you like it or not. A lot of my friends were kind of doing secretarial courses and, and that sort of thing. And I just thought that's not for me. I just knew yeah, it but wasn't. That's the route, I think a majority of girls were led down. This is what you have to do. Um, yeah. You have to do a secretarial course and then you have to get into a certain um, area. So um, obviously you didn't want that. And no. I bet you're glad you didn't because you are now a successful and awarded interior designer. Thank you. Yeah, no, I am glad. It, it wasn't easy because I think when you're younger, you just want to belong and be part of what everyone else is doing anyway. But I really knew in my heart it wasn't it wasn't for me. I just wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, it's a different set of skills. And I wanted to somehow be in the world of art and the creative arena. I just didn't know how to really navigate that. Um, yeah. that's kind of where I belonged naturally and it was to try and find and figure that out and thankfully that's where I am and sometimes I don't even realize that's where I am it's like I know yes, I know because I think it's become it's become so natural to you Jackie you know you've just literally flowed with it to be honest because that's yeah. all I have known you for is I think it's going back to the days of Michael Murphy's and even yeah. in another there was another place in Newbridge um, uh, another interior place So I think it's between the two of those, that's where I really kind of cut my teeth as much as I did the two years education. Then I kind of got into the actual business of it, you know, um, fabrics and upholstery and the trades and how you make it work and why you make it work and what's the best way to make it work and how much things cost. And I suppose the practical business side of things. So I would have cut my teeth in Michael Murphy's for maybe two or three years. And then the yeah. opportunity for Fabric Library came up and that was great because we would nothing like that in Southern Ireland. So that was a no, whole... No, nothing. Nothing at all. No, it was fantastic. And I really got to be very creative and artistic in there. And at the same time, then I went off and did a diploma in interior design because I had this certificate, but I kind of wanted more. I wanted to learn more architectural skills. I wanted to learn more technical drawing. I wanted to learn more about building. So I went yeah. off and then did the diploma while I was working in the fabric library and I got offered a job lecturing once I'd finished that because uh, the the skill base I had the the college of right. and we're like you know all this stuff that we don't teach um will you come on board and teach so I lectured for oh god I feel really old now Vivian I'm starting to do the no, songs you're I'm not like, old trust me you're not as old as me <laughs> I'm like oh dear um yeah so I lectured for eight years at third level in interior design and wrote a couple of courses and Wow, that's yeah. something else, Jackie. <laughs> Amazing. And like you're so natural and you're so grounded. Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't know by you that you have achieved all this because you keep it real, which I think is amazing. You know, and it's because I did see uh, that you had lectured in DIT because you're you're so full of confidence, you know, and it's an absolute credit to you. It's funny, you know, and it's even funny you saying you're so full of confidence. I don't think I am at all. I think I sort of... If someone thinks I'm good at something and they need a helping hand, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll help. But I don't ever feel I would put myself forward naturally for something. Do you know that kind of way? Okay, yes, yeah. It's sort of funny that I wouldn't describe myself as confident. I I would say kind of grounded. I'm all right with myself. Um, I'm okay with other people, do you know? But it's funny that... um, and maybe I am really confident. I don't know. I've never used the I word. It's just, I think it's probably you're just you you know what you're doing, which is a great thing. And and I think people would feel very easy to approach you, 
you know, which is it's a it's a wonderful talent to me to have anyway. Um, you it know, does, absolutely. I think the more relatable you are with clients and the more you're there in a, as a facilitator and a guide and someone to help them through the process of creating what it is they want then exactly. it helps the it helps the environment that you're dealing with um, within with the client and builders and and that and it also just it's a support system I think sometimes for clients it's like they'll ring I mean I'd still get clients now that I've finished a project maybe three or four years ago and they'll just ring very quickly going look I know you're not on the job anymore but I was thinking this what do you think yeah yeah it's lovely and I feel I have a lovely connection with clients and I think I build a relationship with them that um it's quite healthy, actually, and I enjoy it. We we sort of become friends in a professional kind of way, you know. Which is great. Um, yeah, it is lovely. It's lovely for me. Say that again, Jackie. Sorry. It's lovely for me. It makes my job enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Of course, it does. Yeah, and besides going into people's homes, you do an awful lot of uh, commercial work. I was just looking at. Um, I, I think do. you did Lock Thirteen there. Um, yeah. Oh, or the guys. Dream, yeah, they're a total dream to work with. I mean, they're fo- so focused and so full of energy and know what they want. And oh, they're just dynamic. They're really brilliant. And in fairness, they trust me as well. So we work really well together. But if I come and, up with a suggestion, it's kind of like, yeah, that sounds great. Do you know? Uh, um, which creates a natural flow when you're on a project. Yeah, it would, I'm sure. And and does it, do you find, is it easier to work in commercial than into going into somebody's home and doing it or is it the other way around do you know what it's um it's very different and um, the commercial environment would be very professional very focused on budget and time scheduling and creating an environment that's right for the client so it's one step removed in a way so if i'm designing a commercial project i'm with the owner but there's one step removed where we're both designing for their client as to what they feel their market is their client is the environment they want to create for their client's experience. So it, yes. it's sort of a third person that's not in the room. Whereas with residential, you're designing with the client in their home for their needs, the needs of extended family, the um, I suppose the environment, the progression of family, the evolution of family. So there's all these. I would really get involved in clients' lives. Like I would do a client brief. I interview them. What oh, what wow. do they need me for? You know, it's you're hiring me to to fix a problem. So I need to know what is the problem. Why is it not working? Who are you? Why? How can I help? Why have you rang me? Like that's amazing. You- actually, you're getting to yeah. know the person um inside and out. That's fantastic. But it's the only way you can truly design for somebody. I, I can't make you a dress without measuring you, asking your favorite colors, asking you where you're going to the event. What is it? It's the same process. I can't create an environment for you if I don't really know why you want it or what the, the present environment isn't giving you. So it's quite, um, yeah, you get very involved. Um, which I'd is say there'll be a lot of fixing up now, Jackie, after the two <laughs> lockdowns, people interior designing themselves, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's easy oh. people picking colours online. I'm terrified. Um, oh God, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't pick a colour over a computer. You can try. And like even, God, I'm doing this more than 25 years. I stopped counting at 25. And I was yeah. nervous to choose a colour for someone's home over the internet. I'm not in the okay. environment. And colour is only ever viewed in the environment it's seen in. It is only its true self in the space that it's been viewed. Yeah, yeah. It's skewed. And that's why one color can look different in different 
rooms in the home even. So, yeah, I'd say it'll, yeah. Yeah, it'll be yeah, you'll be busy. You'll be the mis mis misfixer <laughs> upper, you know. But I, I, I didn't even chance it because I know what I'm like. But I actually chanced it outside, so Brilliant. so it was safer, and it actually worked. I, uh, no, I would wouldn't be painting any of my rooms or anything because, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not that good. <laughs> in fairness, I was tempted, very tempted, but I went. No, I think I leave it to the professionals. Thanks very much. <laughs> Do you know what? I think, Vivian, for a lot of people, it was um, more to save themselves from themselves to give them something to do. Do you know, yeah, so it was yeah, of course. To paint. Of course. yeah, it was just I need something to do. And if that's what it did, do it. Absolutely. Do you know, and yeah. And Jackie, I was on your website um, there last night. Uh, you have a gorgeous shop on it and your candles are even the name of them, CMOS, the CMOS and everything. They sound beautiful. Um, I'd say you're doing very well on those little bits too, are you? But they're lovely. Yeah, I, I started the online shop. I'm always sourcing products for clients anyway. And um, so if I'm on a project, I would find lights that aren't in the shops and, and I probably would import an awful lot of if I can't find them in Ireland. And um Okay. That I was really struggling to find a nice thing. So I would go off and once or twice a year, I would just go off to some of the shows in Europe and start sourcing my own product. And people started to look for it and it worked. Um, so that's and where people want something different, I suppose, exactly. do they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And every home is different. So you're really trying to find that piece that suits your space. Um, and I found people are struggling. We're struggling just as much as I was, Vivian, you know. So I yeah. just thought, Okay, let's go shopping and find really different things um, that you can offer clients on projects. Um, so I built the online shop then myself just to have the offering there and people could view the product. Uh, and then people were requesting the product. So it was like, okay, you know, yeah, why Some not? Some of the pieces are amazing now. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, there's some nice um, bits and pieces. And then the candle, the candle collection, I love it. Um, that was purely... I love candles. I love diffusers. I like smelly stuff anyway. And yeah. um, I was, again, struggling to find one that I loved. So I just thought, well, how difficult is it to make your own? And the plan originally was that after the end of a big project, I would normally give to client flowers or, or something like that. And I just thought, well, wouldn't it be lovely that when I leave, that they have a candle or a scent that it will remind them of me and the experience. Yeah, brilliant. That's where it came from. And um, obviously then... I spent two years developing it and designing it. I designed the labels myself and it's very much my product, you know. And um, then we got hit with our first lockdown and I was like, oh, oh, oh for God. Well, did you find you were busier though online? Were people buying candles yeah. then online? Or I, yeah, Look, people are wonderful. Kildare people are wonderful. The amount of friends yeah. and family and everybody were just like, I see you've got the candles. Are you selling the candles? And I was like, uh, well, it wasn't the plan, but yeah. The amount yeah. of people that bought candles, I just felt so, oh, it's like someone put a duvet around me. Like, is that is first? That's brilliant. That's, that's brilliant, Jackie. So difficult. I just thought, oh, God, I just don't know if I can do this, you know. And um, everybody just wrapped themselves around each other and went, we'll do it. We'll we'll all hold yeah. each other up, you know. So I found people were wonderful. Um, so then I was on to my second and third consignment of it. So you know, Christmas time was the same again. People were just fantastic. Um 
So, yeah, I'm really proud of it. It's lovely, actually. And it's nice to smile and see your own candle on your own mantelpiece. <laughs> oh, my God. You've come so far, Jackie. And you're right about Kildare people. But I think in any town, any small town in Ireland, if they see a local person, you know, doing so well and it, they always give that, them that extra step up as well. And they're kind of proud of them because they're yeah. part of they're part of me, you know, that kind of a way, yeah. which I think is amazing. It's yeah, like I with my poetry. People have, you know, supported me so much. Um, and it was so funny. I was in the bank the other day and I had to fill out a form and the girl said, your occupation, poet. And I burst out laughing. And I went, <laughs> oh, no, that's not my occupation. And I went, well, I always thought this is your occupation. Yeah. And I went, that actually made me feel like you say a warm duvet around me going, yeah. oh, my God, I've been called a poet. And did you find it really um, when somebody called you the creative part of who you are, did you nearly sort of blush that you found? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I felt I was imposter. I was an imposter. I went, oh, God, no, no, no. But then I actually went home and I took a hard look at myself and going, I am a I am a poet, you know, and it's I have a poetry page. So, yeah, it made me have a think about myself, to be honest, because. I think we're quick enough to run ourselves down. And when yeah. somebody kind of lifts you up, you're looking for something to to knock it down again. You yeah. know, so yeah. I Absolutely. feel that anyway. No, and I totally agree. I mean, I'm doing interior design more than 25 years, and I think I've only really started calling myself an interior designer in the last 10. I always blushed. Wow. And even calling myself a creative, I would have blushed or even with any of the music stuff or I just blush. It's like someone's caught me. I think it's as you get older, Jackie, you kind of realize, you know, as life moves on and it moves quick, we yeah. realize, yeah, this is our purpose. This is what yeah. we do. But now you touched on the music. Um, I was going to touch on that. Um, you're a jazz singer and you are, <laughs> I think the first time I heard you sing was at a Hindu. <laughs> oh God, oh God. Years ago. And I was going, oh I apologize. <laughs> no, I was literally blown away going, I never knew Jackie Terrell had this voice <laughs> hidden. So you have sang in jazz clubs. Uh, can you tell yeah. me a little bit about it? Um, okay, well, the, the singing is, um, it's kind of funny. There's different levels of my creativity. There's parts that you see, which is the interior design um, yeah. and the graphic design and any of the production design or anything like that that I've done. And then there's another side of me that I've kind of kept uh, secret. And I think it's more because it's something I'm really shy about. It's something I feel yeah. really exposed when I do it. I feel... And again, I suppose it's that little critical voice, isn't it? That everyone's looking at you and judging you. And, and yes, you yeah, know, of course. Who she thinks she is singing out. She can't be an interior designer and she wants to sing, like, you know. So there was always these little niggles. And it got to the point, I think, where I just thought, well, what's that all about, Jackie? You know, seriously, mm. who who's that voice and what's that all about? So in 2016, you know, when you make your New Year's resolution or you set a yeah. goal, I decided at the beginning of 2016 that by the end of 2016, I would stand in front of a live audience that I'd never met before somewhere and I would sing. And that was the goal by the end of the year. So I thought, OK, Amazing. So I wrote it down and I shook with fear and went, right, OK, that's a challenge and a half. And I was yeah. very aware how scary that was for me. So it wasn't actually just like this is a bit of fun. It was something I was genuinely terrified of. And I just thought, OK, 
I need to get over that. Um, so, yeah, so I joined a, um, a jazz singing class up in Dublin. We met every week and you would just kind of pick a couple of songs you liked. Um, I picked jazz, one, because I like jazz and two, I have a lower voice for a female. So I struggle singing high songs. So I thought, yeah, I've heard your voice singing the jazz yeah, and it, low. it just suits it so much. It's beautiful. It really oh. is. Well, thanks, Viv. But it was no, just I mean a place, I think, for my voice to sit and I enjoy the music. So, yeah, so I did that and I did it for a full year. And at the very end of it, we had to meet a jazz band. We weren't allowed practice with the band at all. We oh, my God. <laughs> we met them an hour before. We told them the song we were singing, the key we were singing it in. Um, oh, my God. We gave them the tempo, so we clicked the rhythm of how the speed we wanted them to play. And then people paid to come and see the gig. And out we went. There was a group of, I think, eight of us. And out we went one by one and sang our song. And sure, it could have gone terribly wrong or it could have gone wonderful. Thankfully, mine went really well. Um, but I shook the whole way through it. I was very nervous. I think there's a video up on Facebook or something. There somewhere. is. I, I actually <laughs> saw it. And I can tell you one thing. You don't look one bit nervous. Oh. You know, and it's amazing what the body can do, though. <laughs> you know, it's like hold still. But I think sometimes nerves makes you, don't they say, if you're nervous going on to uh, play, you actually do your best um, performance. Yeah. Yeah. They say that nerves and excitement are exactly the same, um, have the same kind of resonance physically. So if you're feeling nervous and if you tell yourself that it's excitement, you can convince your brain that it actually is. Because you, okay. you, the physical experience of one and the other is the same. So I think if you're about to do something that terrifies you and you are starting to rattle, you just tell yourself, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. This is OK. Well, that's, that's, that's the way to look at it. And do, um, have you, before lockdown then, did you continue on doing the jazz singing, Jackie? Well, I know you're obviously busy, but... Did I did. Um, I did it for about two years. I... Um, after that, 2016, 2017, I was involved in Junefest in Newbridge. So we were okay. kind of running different events for the whole month of June. And I decided, I mean, I'd been involved. I'd be one of the founding members of the festival from 20, God, it's either 2011 or 2012. I can't remember. And um, this time I just thought, you should go on the program. You're designing the program Absolutely. anyway. Yeah, put yourself absolutely. on the program, you know. So yeah, I just thought, put yourself out okay. there. Yeah. <laughs> I am the boss. Hang on, girls. This is me. I am the boss. I'm going at the top <laughs> of the, the uh, flyer. <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of like, so obviously we the committee we met and I sort of said, guys, I'm kind of half thinking that I do a gig. And I think they all just looked at me going, what? <laughs> Why, what, what can you do? You know? Yeah. Sorry, you're an interior designer. What are you talking about? <laughs> but thankfully they agreed. Um, so I did one in a local restaurant called All Seasons and um, we just did tapas and jazz and that sold out. So I ended up doing it the following year again on the programme and it sold out. So I was like, that's it. Now I'm done. Sure, I'm famous now. I've proven it to myself. <laughs> yeah. We're at the record companies. I'm here now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's going to find me now and I'll just be rich and have a great life. But um, yeah. after that, it sort of dwindled a little bit. Work kind of took over. Other things get in the way. And I and I suppose this is kind of, for me, that's a siren. You know, um, as a creative in the, the areas that you are more kind of reclusive or shy about, they're the areas you will always push to one side. There will always be something else you'll find to do apart from the truth. And the truth yes. for me, the singing, playing the guitar, that is the real stuff I probably should be doing, even though I know. Hang on, I, you play the, the guitar as well, do you? 
<laughs> Not very Hang well. Hang on a second now. Hang on a second. <laughs> I just play the guitar. So you play the guitar as well? I do. Ah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, but that's brilliant. Now, I mean, we have to put this into context, Vivian. Like, I mean, in Newbridge, we have the wonderful Cahill family. Like, I'm surrounded in Newbridge by some of the most amazing musicians. Well, you are, Christy Moore and the whole lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like on a, on a scale of playing the guitar, I'd be a two and these people are like a ten. So I play no, stop the putting yourself down. <laughs> I do it for my own enjoyment, let's put it that way. But you won't be seeing me on stage playing guitar anytime soon. <laughs> But things like that, oh, I don't know. There's things like that that I think, um, as a creative, you can push to one side and find not do it. And it's that whole self sabotage thing. And I'm sure you've experienced that. Oh, listen, I have. Yeah, Yeah. I have. I have. I think the first time I ever I went to um, a writers group, I was advised to go a few years back, and I went with my poem. I actually put it up there recently. It was a very personal poem. And if you stand up literally and read your poem and I shook and I was nearly crying at this stage. But after I was asked, how did you feel? And I went, I feel after it, I felt amazing. I think it's that it's the first step, really, because you're sharing your uh, well talent in inverted commas um, to other people who I felt were like by far uh, better writers than me. But. Like you, I think everybody, we all have our own experience in your music, in your interior design, in my writing. They're coming, it's coming from me. So, yeah. you know, we you're do exposed. beat ourselves up. Yeah, I think it's a part of you're exposing yourself and you're exposing yourself to to being judged or being loved. And both are scary. Yeah, do they are. Yeah, like receiving yeah, a compliment is nearly as difficult as somebody saying, God, that was terrible. Yeah, because you don't know. I think as an Irish people, we don't accept the compliment. We kind of go, yeah. ah, no, don't be stupid. No, I'm crap. You know, yeah. we, we're so quick to um, knock ourselves down and rather than taking the compliment. Because I yeah. think we feel we shouldn't be taking it because then we're seen as, oh, she, she thinks she's great. That oh, way. she's up for that now. Oh, yeah. She yeah, look at her. <laughs> Said thanks a million. <laughs> Going around with her new car and, you know, the usual. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And this is what I'm trying to teach my girls is, you know, my experiences. So hopefully. But and another thing, uh, Jackie, your dog, Snoop. Oh, my baby. And you know what's funny is yeah. I've left the door open for him because he's in and out. He's terribly frustrated today because I worked I worked quite a, a long day yesterday and into the evening and we didn't get a W-A-L-K in. And I have okay. to spell it. So funny, you have to spell it. End yeah, of every my parents used to do the same. <laughs> so he's tapping away on the door. There's a say, Mom, I know you're on the phone and I'm sure it's really important, but I'm <laughs> I'd really love for you to play ball with me. So he's just yeah. looking at me now and coming to go and um, seriously uh, get off the phone for once. And after he's funny, actually, it's like he can tell the time because maybe around seven o'clock in the evening, if I'm still on the phone or if I'm still on the laptop, he will tap my leg. It's like he kind of no goes. Way, oh, really? Oh, 100 percent. He's just fantastic. Actually, he's a wonderful little animal. And I'm very lucky to have him because he's really, really super smart and very intuitive. So if you're feeling like if you're not feeling well or anything, it's like he can read you. It's a real funny energy. Um, yeah. But he's a dote. Oh, I adore him. And I'm sure on Instagram, people are going, oh, that bloody dog again. She's always out on the curb with him. No, <laughs> do you know what? People are gone dog mad. And I've been trying so hard for about three years to get a dog, like a rescue dog or adopt a dog. 
and it is near to impossible to get a dog now. And I suppose with all the things that's going on with the the puppy farms and all this, it, there's a massive uh, cutback on it. So yeah, you have to be really tough. careful. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. with with all the dogs being stolen and stuff now, which is really sad. And oh, I was only saying oh, it to a friend there. Oh, if somebody took him, oh, I'd go to the ends of the earth. I yeah, I would remortgage. Awful. I would just it's awful experience for anybody. And I think yeah. now is probably the time we need the extra bit of love from from an animal. But um, it's a difficult yeah. for somebody to absolutely commit and know that you're getting a the right dog from the right the right environment. You know. So yeah, of course, of course. Sad. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, Jackie, we'll be back uh, back doing what we we love doing, and we. This was the new normal, but I think when we come out of lockdown, it's going to be a new normal again. It's strange, yeah. isn't it? We're very resilient creatures, and I don't think we give ourselves the credit for that. And I think we uh, we adapt quite well. Not everyone, but in general, we adapt quite well to change. And I think if we can just embrace that and not try and see it as a good thing, um, and for us to be a better version of ourselves or a different version of who we are or experience something different out of it. You just have to grasp onto whatever you can. Yeah, um, it is do. unprecedented. We have no idea as creatures how to deal with this. It's not, we've, no. we've nothing to base it on. So you just have to hold on to something and stay afloat. And, and, and really that's what it is. No matter what level of this experience you're on, we're all grabbing onto something. And it's we just... Are. Yeah, Mm. it's just to hold on tight. And if that's creativity for you, if it's starting a new business, if it's just friends and family or talking or walking, you know, it's different for everybody. But it's just a case of holding on. And yeah, it's like the recession. We forgot very quickly what what that was all about, you know. So that's That's very true. Yeah. And I think people um, I found um, have went or gone down the whole well-being and wellness. And while I'm saying those words, you mentioned one man in my conversation with you that I have to mention is the Dalai Lama. Um, You met the Dalai Lama. I did. I was very, very lucky in, I'm not great with years, I'm going to say 2011 and 2013. Um, I got to work with him twice. Um, I have a very good friend, a very good friend of the family, Gabe Rabazin, and um, she was working with a few different organisations and he was being brought over to Ireland to an event in the City West and they needed someone to stage manage and do some production design. And myself and Gabe Rabazin had done a lot of different things in the stud and different around and she had connections there and she was invited up to do it and thankfully she asked me I was like absolutely my god to be in the same space as the Dalai Lama for me yeah it's fantastic and um so we over three days kind of built the stage and built the set got to stay on the same floor as him we triple a access it was really it was wonderful but he himself is such a grounded energy. There's no stardom about him. There's no, he's quite humble. Like even handling him backstage, we created yeah. a calm environment for him and for ourselves and to try and keep yes. it just very grounded. And um, But just even to be in his presence, there's no kind of, he's not up himself, which I know just to, to describe the Dalai Lama. <laughs> yeah, the Dalai Lama then, hasn't yeah, got it all going on, on really. He was a grand <laughs> fella. He wasn't up himself at all. But there was none of that elevated sense of self. He was just yeah, very. He came to Kildare Town, actually. I think that time, around that time, after this the event in the City West, he was driven straight to Kildare, and I think he met the Bridgetons in Kildare, and there was an event That's in Kildare right. after. So we had him in City West in the morning, and then he, and for a man his age to do what he did that time 
was unbelievable, unreal. And then 2013, he was coming to Derry um, with children, um, children in Crossfire. Richard Moore would one of his, he kind of, the Dalai Lama would admire him. And we okay. were up again to stage manage that event. And that was wonderful because, again, you're in the company of, I mean, in City West, it was Mary Robinson, uh, The Frames. In Kerry, in uh, Derry, we had um, Christy Moore. God, I can't even remember. I'd have to go back through the list. Wow, but just be, that's an amazing be event. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, you know, you can count your blessings where you find them. I'm very, very, very lucky, even with all kind of sadness that you can be surrounded with and other events that happen. You, It's a, it's a balance, you know, and if you can focus more on the good things, not ignoring yeah. the bad, but focusing on the good yeah. and counting your blessings and going, wow, I got to meet him twice. He held my hand once. Do you know, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. And the response he got in the town was unbelievable. I'd say if he came back now and he would see the development that's happened in Kildare Town. I know, <laughs> isn't it fantastic? Fire Castle. <laughs> yeah. Having <laughs> <I'm> a cappuccino, <laughs> not being up himself, Vivian, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the town is amazing. And I've said it on every podcast I've done. I've mentioned the town and it's because I'm so proud. I'm seeing yeah. what happened, all the creative things that have happened and just the way the town, it, there's a sense of slowly but surely calmness in the town and people are kind of, we're all coming together. We're all getting to know people that we never knew, which I think yeah. is an amazing thing. I well, think Kildare, I, I think Kildare Town always had that sense though. It's a great sense of community. And I, I know going to school in Kildare, we would have been up the town all the time, every day for, I don't know, many years you're in secondary yeah. school, but it always had that sense. And I think in fairness, bravo to Kildare, what they're doing now. I think great sense of community. They've really come together, especially with COVID, um, yeah. that there is just that that square. I mean, that's what does it. Unfortunately, oh, we don't have the square, but I think there's developments happening for the same sort of environment to be created there around the GA. Oh. So hopefully we'll kind of create a hub in the middle of the town that might ground all the different energies from the river bank up to the white water and just have a central point which is kind of important um yeah you know yeah, which, so is, which would be great yeah yeah but sure we're a great little county aren't we ah sure we're just fabulous oh. you know <laughs> i mean we're the capital of ireland <laughs> absolutely we'll start a campaign viv but i mean if you, look at the, if you look at any musician most really successful musicians that come out of ireland are from kildare that's I'm true. Look at you, look at picture this and Christy, Christy yeah. Moore and yeah. if so many or um uh what's his Christy's Luke brother, Bloom. Uh, Luca yeah. Bloom, um so many and Jackie Cattle. Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> you have the Cahill family, which are amazing. Do you know? Yeah. You've just got this broad spectrum. I just think naturally there's a lovely little trickle of creativity in Kildare. And even all the art and you know, oh, we're just so yeah. Yeah. And long may it last, Jackie. But look, at it was so fabulous to talk to you. And I'm so happy you said yes. I'm always, when somebody says, oh, yeah, I'd love to go on. I'm like, oh, my God, thanks so much. Oh, thanks for even thinking of me, Viv. And even consider me as a creative. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm here. Oh, there's more to your string now than <laughs> not just we found out more about you, Jackie. But look at Thanks so much. Go take Snoop out for a walk. And um, I will catch up with you soon, Jackie. Absolutely. And Vivian, before you go, congratulations on everything. The poetry, the book launch. You're fantastic. Keep doing uh, what you're doing. Exactly. Thanks so much, my love. Uh, I really appreciate it. We keep supporting each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, you take care of you. You too, Jackie. All righty. Mind yourself. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. 